is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, y'all. Allison Crow here, your favorite life coach, and this is episode number 74 of the Better Life, Better Work show. And today, I want to share some insights that I've gotten from some of the leaders around me. We're going to be talking about how soulful leaders navigate difficult times. And I've just noticed in the past few weeks, a few people in my life who have shared their heart and shown their work and given permission for those of us watching to be transparent leaders. And I don't know about you, but I was loosely raised in a society where Leaders bucked up Buttercup, where we shoved down our shit and we got through the day, and where we bottled emotions, where we carried on with a stiff upper lip and chin up. And recently, I've seen some true leadership that I wanted to share with you today in hopes of giving you permission, especially if you're a strong, independent, make things happen and get things done type. And so I have a couple stories I want to share with you and some words that were written by a previous client of mine. So the first person I want to share with you about is my former client and colleague, Sarah Alvarado. She runs a real estate brokerage in Madison, Wisconsin. And she also is a speaker and teacher and lecturer and writer on social justice and equality and also writes a lot about parenting teenage boys. And Sarah's family, um, over the last couple of years, Sarah's mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, a devastating disease that affects cognitive ability and memory. And her mother was um, is now 71. And so Sarah has shared say that one three times, Sarah has shared a little bit of that journey publicly. Um, She's opened her heart. She has navigated her own emotions and sadness in a way that has allowed her audience to witness some of the humanity of this experience. And the other day, uh, Sarah shared something. They are making the decision to move her mother into memory care. I've asked her for permission to share this. And then I also asked, was she okay? You know, did she want me to share it privately or could I share the circumstance and her name? And she gave full authority to share. Um, And the beginning of her post talks about the decision they're making and checking out the memory care center and her mother moves in next Monday. But she reached out and to Facebook, and I know she also has local in-person community, but she also reached out to her Facebook family of friends, people she's met and haven't met, but who stay connected with her through that social media channel. And she said, um, you know, she would like our support. She would like our prayers and our warm wishes and any words of encouragement. And then after that post asking for help or at the end of it, she says this, quote, If you are struggling with something, reach out. 
It helps. People are loving and genuine in their compassion. We all want to support each other and be supported. But as a culture, we make it hard because we are taught to toughen up and to appear a certain way for the world. Notice that bullshit. Vulnerability takes great strength and offers our community to do what we love to do. Love on one another. It feels good. Don't block the blessings. You've got me. We've got you. Sarah, thank you so much for that. Um, You know, being a leader, and Sarah is definitely a leader. She leads a staff of people at her organization. She's a leader as a mother. She's a leader in her community. She's a leader online. She's a leader in the work and life that she does. And she's always been strong and brave and bold and courageous. And I know that for many leaders who get shit done and make things happen and who make the world a better place and um, whatever it is, our fierce independence, oftentimes we can isolate when things get difficult. And that isolation, especially in this day and age of technology and false connection on social media, can really lead us into some dark and scary places. And so I just saw that post and I reached out to her and I've set up a time to have coffee with her and just love on her and hear what's going on. But I also told her how much I admired her courage to not only ask for help as a strong woman who's going through something difficult. I thought that took so much courage. Um, but also her willingness to share and then encourage us to ask for help when we need help. And shortly after Sarah's post came up, another one of my clients, I don't even know if she knows Sarah or saw Sarah's post. I hadn't mentioned it to anybody, but my own client popped into our community Facebook room and said that she was really struggling with depression and anxiety and heart palpitations, that she'd actually been to the emergency room and asked what the other leaders in our community did to um, take care of themselves during depressed times, difficult times. And I immediately picked up the phone and called her. And we had an amazing conversation. She already knew some of the reasons that she was feeling depressed. She is a very social human being, and she's gone from working in an office to working from her home the past couple of years. And it had been a while since she had seen anybody socially. She's gone to events and classes and learning, but she's like many of you and often like me, We can be here working in our offices and the luxury of our home offices and the ability to, um, the flexibility to work for home, but we might look up and realize that we haven't had any relaxed social connection with other human beings. And before we know it, we can be deep in a sense of isolation and sadness. And a lot of times leaders I know, when we're feeling sad, gross, under the weather. And I'm not just talking physically sick, but when we're not feeling mentally on our game, 
our inner whispers can tell us, actually not inner whispers, inner critics can tell us, oh, we better not show anybody this side of us. People are going to think we're victims, etc. And when I saw my client reach out and ask for that help and support, and then after talking to her, uh, we actually had a really amazing conversation and I was just able to listen to her and hear her. And I totally understand how easy it is to literally trip into a hole of depression when you are working from home and don't have a lot of community built into your everyday life. And after I got off the phone with her, I thought, wow, that is a courageous leader. And not even the word courageous, but that is a soulful leader. A soulful leader is willing to acknowledge when she needs help. And so many of the women and men that I know take care of so many other people. And I know for my own self, it is really hard for me to ask for help. I'm getting better and better. Um, I'm getting better about reaching out when I go through my own little depressions or anxiety or stresses. And I know that there is that chitter chatter voice in the back of my head that kind of shames me and is like, you're weak, you should be able to handle it. And what I know about my client is that not only did I reach out, but uh, there was there was an outpouring of just like Sarah said in her quote, there was an outpouring of genuine support for her both online and off, and it really lifted her up. And so I want to bring up the distinction between chosen alone time, where we are mindful and we choose to um, create alone time or introspective time versus isolating I think I know many people, many people, and there are many get it done people who can isolate. I know that I can isolate. And, and at the beginning of isolation, it's not heavy. It's kind of like the frog boiling in the pot. You know, you think, oh, I'm just going to kind of lay low for a while. I'll be back and at them again. And sometimes, depending on different circumstances, weather, hormones, whatever it is in life, we can end up realizing that we haven't really done anything more than function and we certainly haven't reached out and connected because we feel like we have nothing of value to give and I want to debunk that little shameful thought in your head and I want to remind you that even the boldest and bravest and strongest and most successful leaders when they are going through something they are not a burden they give the gift of allowing others to genuinely support them by asking for what they need. Another one of my colleagues today is going through something difficult. I'm going to keep it real vague because I didn't ask her permission, but I loved on the call today. She said, I need your help. I need resources for X, Y, Z. And she's going through something pretty difficult. And I love that she asked for what she needed. This woman owns a brick and mortar company. Um, she has employees. She manages a lot of relationships day to day. And she flat out said, I need your help. And I'm so grateful for this community. And I guess a long time ago, 
even when I was a kid, right? Like our communities were built around localities and we do have so many opportunities that come with the ways that we can work now. Um, not everybody is involved in a weekly church gathering or, you know, Bill and I are empty nesters now and we have both experienced now that we're not in kids' activities and those kind of things, we've experienced a new phase of both freedom but also loneliness because we don't have geographical friends like we did when we were working at, um, like he worked at the school and when I worked at the real estate office, like we had built-in friends from geography. We also live in a neighborhood where a lot of people have little friends and we are little friends, little kids, and we're friendly with them, but we're in a different phase of our lives. We are not in the phase where little road rats are running around. And so we enjoy spending time with all kinds of people, but especially people who our empty nesters or their kids are older now. And, you know, we can look up and we're going through ordinary life, doing what we've got to do to get through the day and enjoy our lives. And we look up and we can realize that we're feeling a little depressed. And so my uh, client and friend, Sarah, and her mother going through Alzheimer's, you know, that's a, that's a long journey. And I love how she has shown up genuinely asking for help and in no way ever have I seen her as a victim. I see her as a leader, as a human going through an authentic and common experience. And you guys this year, I have a handful of clients, I have two to three clients that have lost parents and are in-home caregivers of other parents. Right now, I have clients that are taking care of parents who are navigating end of life, uh, some close, close to end of life, and some just navigating senior living. I have client, uh, I have a client who lost her stepson in an automobile accident, accident. Uh, a couple of months ago, I have a client who at the beginning of 2019 lost her not only business partner, but her boyfriend partner. And they had been get together for a long time. He had a six month diagnosis and six days later he had passed on and she's navigating raising um, young boys and running her businesses and his businesses. I have um, had some of my own. I've had my parents be in the hospital before navigating her own family situations. Every single one of us, no matter who you are that's listening to this, we are not exempt from both circumstantial and emotional difficult times, events, emotions, and seasons. And I want to lovingly remind you that soulful leaders find their people and ask for help. I love the story of, I think I, I saw it somewhere online, of course, but I saw the story of a little old lady that um, was lonely in her neighborhood and had been in her neighborhood for a long time. And she finally went over to her neighbor's house and was like, could you come over and see me? I need some friends. I'm very lonely. And this young woman went over and met her. And she's like, I've been living in this neighborhood for 13 years. and I've never known this neighbor. And they ended up building a close friendship. And, you know, it took a lot of courage for that senior woman to walk outside the door and ask for help. She was desperate for it, though, and it mattered. And I don't want to be a part of a society where it's not okay 
for my leaders, the people that lead me to have difficult times. I don't see them as victims. I see them as humans. And we as soulful leaders have the opportunity to model healthy living and leading even when the shit hits the fan and our hearts are broken open. It doesn't always mean that we have to go Mach 10 with our hair on fire. I think of, I remember the first time my dad was in the hospital a couple of years ago and I had just started Soulful Success and I knew that I was going to be going to the hospital. It was my turn to spend time with him and we were all gathering as a family to wait for the diagnosis and I had a coaching call scheduled, a group coaching call scheduled and at first I thought, oh, I'll just cancel this. I need to cancel this and then I thought, wait a minute. I don't need to cancel this. These leaders, my clients, yes, they've hired me, but they don't need me. And so I asked them, you know, I let them know that I was not going to be on the call. And would somebody like to raise their hand to kind of lead the facilitation of the conversation? And somebody did. And they had an amazing call. And it, it was scary for me as a leader to ask for help, to ask for somebody to take over the call for me. But it was also really rewarding to give that opportunity to them and to let myself off the hook with grace from time to time. You guys, being strong leaders doesn't mean we always have our chin up. Yes, that is, that is what we strive for and aim for. But we would be superhuman we would be machines, and we're not machines. Oh, so, dear one, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, if you are feeling good and groovy, reach out to someone that you might have noticed has gone quiet. Just send them a little love. Let them know that you're there and thinking about them and that you miss them. And if you're somebody going through a difficult time, and need a hand to hold, reach out and ask somebody to hold your hand. Let them know you need help. What if we were able to both give and receive in measure? What if we were able to be brave enough to put ourselves in community instead of withdrawing when we were going through difficult times? And I know that many of us have been hurt in the past when we have opened our hearts to wanting to be helped and wanting to be loved. I have so much compassion for that. And soulful leaders know when and how to ask for help. As Sarah said, and I'm going to read it one more time because it was so beautiful. Vulnerability takes great strength and offers our community to do what we love to do. Love on each other. It feels good. Don't block the blessings. You've got me. We've got you. If you're struggling with something, reach out. People are loving and genuine in their compassion. We all want to support each other and be supported. But as a culture, we've made it hard because we're taught to toughen up and appear a certain way for the world. Notice that bullshit. And I'm going to add, move beyond it. Loving you so much. Wishing you happy holidays if you're in America and celebrating Thanksgiving. Um, wherever you are, I am grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be in your ears. Um, you are in my heart. 
Thank you. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week on the show. Hey, I made something for you. Over at alisoncrow.com, you can get my new and updated booklet called Finding Your Feel Good for people who want soulful success. Simple tools and practices for finding your feel good in an overwhelming world. It's short, it's quick, and it's powerful, and I know you'll love it. alisoncrow.com is where you can find it. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.